I'm flying! Oh yeah. Whoa! Uh-huh. Okay. Wait a second. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Tokes and Jokes podcast. We are here with no other, all the way from New York, the biggest artist in Denver, the loudest artist in the cannabis industry, ladies and gentlemen, Rubezilla. <sighs> oh, wait, what? <laughs> Alec already had it queued up. Those people are outside. Hey, keep it down. No, I'm kidding. What's up, dude? TRL, right? <laughs> Crazy. Dude, you're already getting a head start on this. Oh, yeah. I love it. We got a little torpedo oh for us. Yeah. Welcome to the Tux and Jokes podcast. Thanks for having me, guys. No, thanks for being here, man. So this is how the podcast works. Okay. We have four rounds, mm-hmm. and we have four products of cannabis. Oh, shit. Each round, which you brought. Okay. The majority of them. Yeah, I brought some gas. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, lots of gas. Gasoline. It smells strong in here already, and we haven't even lit anything up. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first product is actually going to be a 10 milligram product, and then it just keeps getting stronger and stronger as we go. So then the questions get sillier and sillier, and clearly we're going to get sillier and sillier. Fair enough. So the first product for round one is going to be a 10 milligram jello shot from Good Times. <laughs> yes. Which we didn't actually get out. We forgot to <laughs> This uh, really is TRL. Got yeah, it. yeah. Welcome to Total <laughs> Request Live. I am uh, Carson, Carson Daly. Daly. <laughs> what the hell happened to him, dude? I think he's doing like Good Morning America. Really? Last time I saw, he was like New Year's Rock and Eve, Re- which oh, is a come up. Yo. Okay. If, if you're on New Year's Rock and Eve in the future, and be like, damn, I was on a podcast with that guy. Last time I saw him, I thought he looked like uh, the dude from that movie, The Whale. Brandon Fraser. Yeah, but like as. The whale, like he, he's he's blown up pretty, and not Dang. not in the not in a good way. I guess I haven't seen him since like Josie and the Pussycats. Remember that movie? Yes. Oh man, they don't make them like That's that. That's why anymore. I have trust issues. So good times. Have you ever had these guys? I, I haven't. Have you ever had a cannabis Jello shot? No. We had. Nat- I try to stay away from Jello shots yeah. in general. <laughs> it's just whatever. Because they get you, they get you screwed up. You don't know what's in here. Right. But we know what's in here. THC. THC. Ten milligrams. Cheers. Cheers. Bottoms up. Bling. I don't know how you did. <laughs> uh, I hope you weren't zooming in with that. Oh, camera. we will. We will. I'm not trying to have the internet see what that tongue do. <laughs> yeah, I was. I was doing the same thing. I was like, I don't want you to see. Sure. I don't want you to see me finger blast this jello. <laughs> like, like my tongue. You know what? Moving on. <laughs> Speaking of finger blast, my tongue. No. Uh, okay. So first, that was actually pretty good. Thanks, man. Yeah, it, it tastes delicious. Taste like, like THC at No, all. not at all. It's really tasty. It's almost too tasty. That's the thing with edibles. You know? It, it, don't you feel that? Like What's when, your favorite edible outside of this Jello shot, which was extremely delicious? Personally, I'm a beverage guy. Okay. I like beverages. Okay. I think beverages uh, are the future of cannabis. Okay. Shameless plug. So I'm a huge Dialed and Gummies fan. Okay. Huge, huge, huge. Put all my chips on them. Yeah. Every single time. Um, one thing that like curbs, you know, my like drinking when I need to, mm-hmm. uh, they're liquid gummies, super fire. I, I've seen these on shows. So good. Um, obviously it's more than just like mixing it with soda and shit mm-hmm. and just like taking a bunch of sugar. Is it like a syrup? Yeah. Okay. It's a syrup, dude. So it's like a pour up. Think of like, you know, put it in any cocktail. 
And it's 10 milligrams per serving, or? I mean, or is read the bottle. I'm not here to <laughs> dose you, bro. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you how to use it. with Medicaid responsibly. Okay. Bling. What's your favorite flavor? Um, shit. Because they come out with different flavors each. They come out with different flavors, but it's it's more of the collab for me. Okay. Like, when they collab with the Soy Cubano guys. I'm yeah. a huge fan of Soy Cubano. Um, uh, obviously, anytime they collab with Laser Cat, you got to snatch that shit up. Right. Because you're going to get smacked. Well, well, on that note. Give us a little bit of more background on Rubezilla. How did you how did you start in the in the art game? Like was you you started as a graffiti artist? Is this right? Yeah. Um. Well, do you have a lighter? We can't. We, can, we you you're already skipping around too. All right. You're, you're like screw the rounds, dude. I just rolled this baby up. No, I, I just I had to think. You know, okay. Yeah. Yeah. No. No. You're preemptive. <laughs> preemptive spark. You know what I mean, and I have to make sure I have. I don't move without payment first. I, I hate it, dude. You know I mean? Art, not Say play. no more. Just Say joking. no more. Um, so I was actually, I had a boring-ass job. Uh, I was uh, a banker forever, like an underwriter. When was this? Uh, like 2015, 2016. Okay. I'd like gotten out of the military. Different what, story. What branch? Marine Corps. Nice, man. Semper mm-hmm. Fi. Hoorah. That's what's up. My dad was in the Marines. It's tight. Yeah. Yut. Gunnery started in the yeah. yeah, he understands. Oh, me. yeah. I do, too. <laughs> okay, got it. Yeah, you know. Was, yeah, you know a little soldier myself. Yeah, Not by choice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I, uh, I shield my kids away from that whole part of yeah, it. Have, yeah, yeah. You know, I had to make my bed, you know, every morning. Uh, you know, I had to have a clean cut. I had to watch a Full Metal Jacket every yeah. year. <laughs> like, it was my religion. Every Saturday. Yeah. No, I mean, honestly, I'm glad that, um, like, that whole part of my life uh, really bleeds into every a lot of what I do now. is never, like, the whole, um, you know, ultra-patriotic person. That's mm-hmm. not even why I joined. It's just, like didn't want to uh like end up a statistic yeah i think where i was from that's what's up um so you, you, got, you probably pulled a lot of like discipline from that oh experience. bro for sure like it's it's why i'm able to work like 48 hours straight and i, I believe just, it like, keep my shit together and just um yeah I literally run off of coffee and weed <laughs> i try to like microdose rooms here and there mm-hmm. um but like generally man it's just like like having that you know, just internal discipline that you belong to something bigger than yourself. Absolutely. Um, even post Marine Corps, like I never wanted to be the dude who just like wore the hat and said, "Thank me for my service." Right. So like, nah, bro. It's like, life is bigger than that. A hundred percent. Um, not to take anything away from anybody who wears a Vietnam hat to this day. No, no. Um, mad respect. Yeah, but, man. Absolutely. I mean, come on. Yeah. Right. Like, Jesus, that's like the ultimate sacrifice. But yeah, getting into art though, it's just like art was something that I always did. We all do. You like deep. No matter who you are, deep down inside, it's just you. Um, like we're all creatives. Um, my relationship with psychedelics changed one day, and my internal, you know, conversation started to shift. And um, uh, let's dive deep into that. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> what, what psychedelic experience triggered so, all of this? All right. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, not saying that like I'm not saying that anyone needs a psychedelic experience to unlock their power i'm saying they need it yeah i'm I'm definitely (laughs) saying like you know the uh, inappropriate exploration in that sign could definitely show you things about yourself that you may have overlooked your entire life oh for sure um i remember the point before i like ever did acid acid was the first like psychedelic i've ever done um how old were you bro i was late bloomer yeah i was like 27 28 wow yeah it was post marine corps um, and I was like, honestly, that tr- makes sense. Cause yeah. if you would have done it before, you wouldn't went. Yeah. So honestly, like <laughs> shout out some of my homies in the Marines. Like I had like dudes under me who, um, 
pause. I had, you know, junior <laughs> Marines. <laughs> Wait a second. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, uh, Let's I dive had... deep into that. <laughs> Let's dive deep <laughs> No, but I had um, just younger Marines who, um, you know, rather than me just, like, outcasting them and, like, flaming their lives, whatever, just like, all right, cool, you smoke weed. That doesn't make you the worst Marine. You're still badass. And um, there was one dude who was really open about, like, his psychedelic use in the past before the military. Okay. And um, I remember one day just, like, hating my life and job and looking up and seeing how, like, Oprah and Mark Zuckerberg and all of the, like, world's billionaires just, like, take ayahuasca retreats and shit. Yeah. And, then, like, I'm a huge Beatles fan. Right. Don't give a fuck what anybody says. Yeah, They're man. great. I'll fight you. I, have, um, you have you ever read uh, The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck? Um, no, but I see it on everyone's table. Really? Everywhere I go, anyone who I get along with has that in their house. There's an interesting aspect of that book where they talk about the Beatles. Yeah. And there's this guy, Pete Best, who was like the original drummer before, what's his name? Ben... Ringo? Ringo, yeah. (laughs) I'll fight you. (laughs) I'm like, I know you would know. Um, But yeah, so he got kicked out of the Beatles like way before they blew up. Damn. And then he just went on to live a normal life. And then they comp- the, in the book, he compares it to the, this dude from Metallica, yeah. who was also kicked out. And then that dude went off to make Megadeth. Yeah. And those two were interviewed side by side to see who's like happier after all that happened. And it turns out Pete Best is like a much happier person because the other dude constantly compared his success to, Me- to Metallica. Right. Damn, that's yeah. a wild point. Yeah. Just like bringing it all back is just like um art right mm-hmm. please um and for me the beatles were like a huge huge voice in like pushing me to psychedelia and stuff like that like um at the time where i just started like hitting wax pens and shit right so um look me up google it fucking morning coffee was a thing dude back in like 2013 2014 okay out in denver i was just like printing words on shirts this is pretty be a good person and stuff yeah and it was just like cheesy sayings your vibes attract your tribes and it was just sold some shit on the internet ended up like selling that licensing for a lot of money that's to awesome. some guy in canada was that the so that was the beginning of your this art was th- like that was like the precursor to me sort of like Diving. figuring like yeah, yeah. I, I had like started a t-shirt company this was like before pre-rubzilla anybody knew who the no. fuck i was okay what right? was the company called Morning coffee. Morning coffee. And it was just literally based off of, like, my consciousness, like, cracking. So toward the end of that, a good friend of mine had just gifted me two tabs of acid. Okay. Um, As they work. do. Yeah, that's how it should always be, right? At work. Yeah, bro. She, she, he was in oh. HR. And, uh, right. <laughs> literally. <laughs> nah. Hey, take this. So for Father's Day that year, I had, like, just come back from, like, the Caribbean for a little bit. Um, family member got married, so I spent a lot of time down there um and it was great but I, when i came back one of the first things i did was like check out a room at the brown palace uh spent the night and tripped 12 hours of acid by yourself by myself wow uh that i bought an like, ipad that day uh, that the same day i had like bought an ipad tripping? yeah right before that, okay, okay. Just, like, hey, i don't want you in the apple store like <laughs> dude i need an ipad bro yeah no i bought an ipad with the pencil i was like this is the shit they be making disney movies with tight so, um, it's funny how simple some of this shit yeah. is sometimes, right? Like for, for certain folk, like you're like, you know what, dude, like I could do that. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, so as I was tripping, um, like that 
her super benevolent voice pops up and it's just mad comforting and like mm -hmm. the person that I am to like other people I was like finally that person to me in my head right ironically right um and that I talked myself into art okay like, like that ass and um like during an acid trip so after that um I had like this was prefaces like mm -hmm. I was trying to do a bunch of different stuff and figure out what my style was like that's why like a lot of artists out now like you know you'll meet them like just because the artist maybe isn't there right now and the shit that they're showing you isn't like the coolest thing in the world, mm -hmm. like give that person time to figure it the fuck out and blossom. And then like you can have a Dink and Chris Haven, all these people behind me type shit. Right. Because you know? like I remember pulling up on Dink and Fur Tap and shit when they were at the, uh, the at walls and festivals. And I was just like some dude in the alley like. I like your art. Yeah. You get paid to do that? For like, sure. I was one of those people. and uh, Aren't those the cool? The, dude, those are the coolest moments, though, yeah. as a human. Yeah. Like, people that you looked up to, and all of a sudden, you're, like, rubbing elbows with them. I mean, I'm just getting yelled at today by Birdcap for his wall not being buffed. <laughs> 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 Whatever you say, Birdcap. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's amazing, dude. It's, you're uh, like to pinch yourself. Like, what is life? Fuck yeah, dude. Yeah. I got to, like, this year, I got to commission... All of the people who inspired my career directly. Hyro, mm -hmm. Birdcap, Chris Haven, Nitros. Motherfuckers like, y'all don't even have his cover. What? I'll flex on you. No plan. <laughs> <laughs> like, the fact that, like, dude, you know, like, we're, we all share the same network enough to, like, you know, be able to have coffee with some and of these guys. And be friends. Right. Yeah. Like, genuine peers. And I really like what, like, street art you know, had to offer, obviously, I know I'm getting away from the, the question. No, no, um, no you're, you're right Because it is super rooted in, like, the whole spirit of what psychedelia was, right? For me, like, getting my first trip and that breaking my consciousness enough to, like... Things take off from there. Yeah, And you dude. didn't even expect that to happen. Totally, man. Yeah. So, like... I'm the same way. You get it. I remember, like, watching, uh, you know, the movie Rocket Man on Disney, that old movie with yeah. Harlan Williams? Mm -hmm. I used to watch that in my bunk bed, like, on repeat, anytime it was on Disney. And then last May, I booked Harlan Williams, and we performed together at the Boulder Theater. You know? It's, like, one of those times where you're like, Jesus Christ, seven-year-old me is freaking out right now. Yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah. Fuck yeah. There's, uh, so the first... Dude, uh, first painting I ever sold uh, was at, like, the Su Teatro down off of Santa Fe, mm -hmm. the theater. Um, was it, and was that the first? So, like, before you get to that, though, yeah. what was the first oh. painting ever? It was graffiti? Was that your first? Mm. Oh, okay. Yeah. Shit, man. Yeah, let's go to, I want to go to the start. Okay, yeah. So, when I, like, when I was, like, I'm going to do this, mm -hmm. I had a couple cans of Krylon in my garage. Do not recommend. 1010 would not. Um, <laughs> had a couple cans of Krylon in my garage. Uh, my ex-wife at the time. This isn't me bashing her. She's a lovely lady yeah. and stuff. But at the time, like, her and I, like, just, like, our energies weren't vibing. And it was kind of like, you know, I'm watching TV. Get the fuck away from me. Right. Go find something to do. Right. So, um. Because you I, were like, at that point out of the Marines. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, like, we had already morphed into different people. Mm -hmm. and that's, you know, that's, that's life. Yeah, life. Um, so, I'd, like, found myself in the backyard just, like, painting on old furniture on pieces of trash and shit Test and like the shed out. and um this is like a weird story you can g-check it if you want to if you need to go facts fact check me hey uh, uh jamie pull that up real quick <laughs> but uh i had like started to reconnect with my birth father at the time and um the only thing i ever knew about my birth father is that like he sold drugs 
and he painted graffiti. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not yeah. like, whoa, Apple doesn't fall too far from the <laughs> Well, <laughs> what I didn't know is that my dad was actually a muralist. Um, wow. Like in high school, like he got tons of art awards. He got a scholarship um, and a deal from RCA Records back in the day. Are you about to be like, and his name's Banksy? Like, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. He actually... Um, he threw that all away to like trap coke with all of his cousins and shit. Jesus. Um, yeah. In New York. Yeah, in New York City and stuff. And this is like around. You know, this is like the '80s or yeah. whatever. So like my parents were in the birth of it right. all. That's like, like gang. That's like. Uh, ready for this one? My dad used to rob LL Cool J. What? Yeah, bro. That's not a fucking lie. You could. I Facetime my mom right now. Tell me more. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. Nah, so. How the hell did that happen? Where my mom he... lived in Queens. My dad was a dude from Manhattan and shit. Um, and, uh, you know, they just had like a toxic New York, Puerto Rican relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, my mom was well, a scene girl. So she was with the flyest dude or whatever. Right. And at the time, AKA your dad. Well, LL, who was like an up and coming rapper. Your mom she, was with LL. She used to date him in oh, high school. Oh my God. Yeah. Wow. So she didn't want to be with him because he used to get punked and jumped and robbed all the time. By these coke dealers because he's kind of like Will Smith in a way, right? Where he's, he's kind of he's clean and yeah, yeah. And this isn't me talking shit on LL because yeah, I'm sure yeah. we'll cross paths and stuff, and I'm gonna have to like recite the story to him. <laughs> he's gonna be like, "Yo, fuck you." Right, yeah. <laughs> Stop telling you this story. <laughs> yeah, that's when the Illuminati's gonna take me out of shit. Or or you do or you do a what do you call it? you do a, a 23 and Me and find out LL's your dad. <laughs> no, if I didn't look identical to my father, and, like yeah. this story didn't check out. The it, fact that like at 20. 26 is like when I first called my pops up, like, yo, where the fuck are you? Hey, I'm Ruben. What's up? Hey, what was his his response? He was like, hey, what's up? Yeah, this is Ruben. And I'm like, his name's also Ruben. Ruben. He's just like, yeah, this is Ruben. And I'm like, no, no, this is your son, Ruben. (laughs) He's like, oh. What's up, Ruben? No. Yo, he hit me nonchalant. Yo, he hit me like, yup. And then I was like, yo, what's up? that's, That's my energy. Yeah. So I'm also like, Hey, and you you're guys, cool. I'm cool. And you guys have been cool ever since? Or? Um, you know, it's like you're, it's working relationship. I mean, I'm a 35 year old man, so nice. like I don't have any smoke for like any of my parents and shit. Like we're all humans. Yeah. And we all like you gotta move past that. Yeah, totally. So like nothing people, but love for any of my parents. I think shit. people that hang on to that kind of stuff, yeah. but they're they're kind of damaged. They need to yeah. they need to let go. The man that raised me um, was, like, my mom's uh, husband and shit. Okay. So, like, they were two polar opposite people. Like, he was a cop. My real dad was an ex-felon, two-time felon for trapping coke. Damn. You know, all my uncles and shit like that were doing their thing. Um, But, like, on this other half, you have my mom who's very deeply tied to this world. Mm -hmm. Um, And, like, she was also trying to move on. Right. Like, you know. Uh, any person caught in the middle whatever yeah um but yeah back to my dad and shit um when we started talking it was uh one day like this was like maybe years later into us talking we had never discussed art and stuff like that he had heard me spray painting mm-hmm. and he's like yo what are you doing and i like let him like i'm painting a sarah's board da, 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 da. and he had, bro unloaded just fucking a wealth of knowledge of just his whole life of graffiti and everything that like the things he could have did different, the things that he did wrong. And, right. like, he's, my father schooled me to the game. Like, I was living out here in Denver, not even New York, when mm. I was busting tags for the first time. And he got you stoked like, on it. It was my pop, like, knowing that, like, my middle name, my name's Ruben Dell, space, mm-hmm. Cabrera. Okay. Right? Ruben D. Cabrera. The D is for Dell. The Dell 
is the man who put him on the graffiti. So his OG is who I'm named after. That's crazy. So like, I, I paint, and I don't even call myself a graffiti writer, just because there's so many people who like really are in the fucking culture. I feel like I'm, you know, like it's in my blood. Obviously. Yeah. No, it feels like it's you like I mean? you're like destined. For sure. I mean, so, come on, after a story like that, it's I like Peter paint, Parker. Bro. It's like yeah, absolutely. That's yeah. just just like it, it's for me. So that's why, like, even uh, with like my career, the emphasis is just always on preserving that culture mm-hmm. more than me trying to represent that culture. Yeah. More than me trying to go out here and be like, oh, I'm the the coldest graffiti writer. I'm this and that. Like, nah, bro. Let me learn all the fucking the history of the game that that, hold it close to me because like yeah i can be a conduit for the next generation right and if it's me fucking out here striking deals with dispos and weed companies to get walls and money and Mm -hmm. and shit like that to keep you know the art going and you know keep these you know artists paid or whatnot yeah fuck yeah that's my responsibility and i think that's just what my calling has been yeah you're naturally a leader thank you yeah so that so that's sort of the the origin of Rubezilla. The, yeah. na- the name came after. The name comes from my snapping turtle as a kid. I had a snapping turtle. Named yeah. Godzilla? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Nice. And, uh, and you were like, my name to screw it, I'll just do this. Straight up. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that, that's a perfect segue for round two, baby. Can I light this blunt off? Yes. <laughs> now, this blunt. This for you, bro. This blunt. <laughs> This, is this blunt Artsy's Purple Urkel inside here? No, the next blunt is going to be Artsy's oh. Purple Urkel. I hope you got two in you. Oh, I got two in me. Oh. I mean, we got four rounds. Sick. There's six lungs between so, us. So what do we yeah. got rolled up here then? Uh, this is Jenny's uh, Dutch Botanicals Living Soil. So um, this guy right here. It's going to, yep, one of these little pretty Look cases. That. that is amazing. Jenny's super cool because not only is she like try to push innovation when it comes to packaging, um, give you more than just like you know mylars are dope don't get me wrong i collect mylars mm-hmm. like pokemon cards at this point yeah but um you know you put fire weed in just like a, a regular sandwich bag or some shit it's just yeah like you would back in the day yeah but remember remember when the packaging was universal <laughs> it wasn't uh it wasn't all this fancy stuff it was a ziploc yeah straight up <laughs> yeah or a or a or grocery bag uh, melted together with your lighter, uh, melted I just, closed. I appreciate Jenny because uh, in any like innovative packaging, mainly because like it just it, it legitimately enhances your experience. Absolutely, it's why my Nikes come in a fun box. <laughs> <laughs> I like that could be a brand right there, fun box. Um, well, let's go on to some of our questions here, man. Let's do it. How do you feel about the gentrification? Of graffiti. Is it still cool to tag a Starbucks or a Whole Foods? What's the deal with there? Man. I don't know if I'm answering this question right, but I just left Soho, New York, and I looked at the Supreme store, and that bitch was fucking grilled. Tagged up. Pull up a picture of Supreme Soho right now, bro, and I guarantee you (laughs) that shit looks like uh, a mailbox. (laughs) It looks like a a lunch table desk. Damn. Um, Graffiti's gonna happen whether or not you like it. Graffiti happened as like Egyptians and shit. Yeah, it's like um, hieroglyphics of, of modern day. I do think like it's it's a huge topic when it does come to muralists. So that's why like, 
street art and murals versus graffiti are like mm-hmm. two different conversations. That's okay. why there's so much infighting. What is the difference? Well, I mean, graffiti is vandalism and illegal. And in some places like New York City, yeah. you're not just like catching a tag for funsies. Yeah. You're breaking a federal fucking crime. Well, that segues to a good <laughs> question, man. Um, when was the first time or, or any time that you have been chased by the cops? Because you were tagging. Has that ever happened? First time ever? Yeah. Um, I was probably like 12 with my cousins. I wasn't like fucking getting up. I was, you know, they were stealing stuff. Yeah. We were just being badass kids. Yeah. We were like looking out for the cops. In Queens. Running. Uh, this was Buffalo. Buffalo? Yeah. Yeah, upstate. Um, looking out for the cops um, in general. Mm-hmm. As a little cousin and shit when I would go hang out. That was just what You're I watching did. out for them. Bro, my uncle would fucking keep me in the front seat while he ran his trap. <laughs> he ran his trap errands. Why? Cause so like, you got a crash course in this. Oh, yeah, you know, it was just... My family was really cool because it wasn't like, hey, this is what we're doing. It's just like... Hmm? This is life. Yeah. So the, so, the, so the first time you ever... Uh, so, like, first time I ever, like, had to duck off from the cops. I don't know. I don't know. Plenty of times. Yeah. Uh, I'll say the first time in the city of Denver, though. The first time in Denver was probably um, I was under, like, the Platte River Bridge over there off Santa Fe. Okay. I was doing one of the drainage tunnels and shit. And I remember just, like, (sighs) I must have been in there for, like, 45 minutes getting this piece, really think I'm doing some shit. And I'll send you guys the picture so you see how trash it is (laughs) so we can laugh at it. Yeah. I will feature it. Yeah, for sure. I really thought, fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) We'll put it on the cover. (laughs) We'll report you to the police. (laughs) So so you're down there, you're tagging the the tunnel. Yeah, and it's at the very end. I'm putting away my paint, and it hits me. I'm like, damn. I didn't once, like, look, I could have had a bum roll up on me. Right. I could have had a cop. And You didn't have your cousins to help you out. I didn't have anybody, like, anybody around me and shit. Went alone like an idiot. Mm-hmm. You got like, jumped by another painters and stuff like that. Really? That shit happens. So other graffiti artists will 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 like that, like there's turf. Yeah, that's not me snitching. Yeah, yeah, like that. That's just the rules of the game. If you're gonna get up and paint, that's one of the things that like Denver is good and bad for. Yeah, Denver has like a lot of crews, which mm-hmm. is mad dope because mm-hmm. they fucking get up and they crush. Um, Have you been part of a crew before? <coughs> um. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, but like, it, is, like, I guess it, what's interesting about the interview, right, is like that's a whole other world yeah. of like, you know, it's like when they that documentary came out of, uh, of dudes like climbing skyscrapers and taking those photos when they're like illegally not supposed to be up there. Yeah, I know one of those guys. Too. Yeah, I bet you do. <laughs> um, what, like, what is that world like? Like, is there like... You know what I mean? Like, how does how does so, how does one get into that? How do you be how do you become part of that community? Okay, yeah, and that's honestly probably the best question because like, there are a lot of people who I've seen just like one day or one summer, just like you know what, I'm gonna pick up graffiti. Yeah, <laughs> I'm yeah. gonna pick up murals. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm gonna break the law. <laughs> yeah, and like not realize that you get catch is like a twelve month offense. Is that so, what it is? It's if, one in you get Denver, locked up I'm pretty for a sure year? it's just twelve months. In wow, first offense out here. But in New York, places like New York, it's a fucking, it's a strike. It's a federal fucking offense. Really? Yeah, for like Damn. even hitting a marker tag type shit. That so. is insane. Um, Back in the 80s, I want to say, you, you can Google up until when yeah. they changed the law, but like 
Um, cops were able to shoot graffiti writers, bro. So many graph writers have died just for fucking making art, bro. Not do, not even breaking the law and just like, uh, look up Style Wars if you've never seen it. It's probably the most profound and impacting like documentary and movie any graph writer has watched. Okay. It's like our Bible. Yeah. Um, and it's just like the resurgence of the scene of the graph scene in the '80s and like what it really meant to those kids and why graffiti is so dope to me. And I only teach kids. Like, I'll never teach a, a class of adults to fucking paint. I refuse. Okay. Um, kids forever. Because it was 11 to 17-year-olds who started the scene. Mm -hmm. fucking, and even in New York, like, started Cruz. Like, you look up Mike171. He's a 67-year-old man. I was just smoking a blunt with him a few days ago. Really? In New York. Um, lives in Astoria now. Is um, he still doing it? Still, still fucking getting up and tagging and just, like, breathing and living the scene. He understands, like the legacy that he created and it's so dope to just he is he's a walking artifact yeah go to any museum around the world that does an installation on new york city graffiti and mike 171 and steve and you know sjk those guys are like they're you know our Moseses and shit which is incredible but, dude i mean i mean think about like the my my first thought is like wow the risk like that's got to be the most risk an artist is taking just to get their work done. You ask how you get into the world, and it's that. It's just like taking it's the, the risk, and like you who understand. Takes the biggest risk, right? And like you roll with a group of psychopaths mm -hmm. who are like, all you can think about is painting. When I started painting, dude, I was still working at the bank and pre Ruzilla shit. Um, I it's all I could fucking think about. I was painting on my lunch break out of my trunk in the parking lot, and then I would like leave to go to the golf course over there off of two twenty five. Mm -hmm. Uh, to go paint on my lunch break, come back covered in paint, just stinking like weed and and fucking rustoleum. Yeah. <laughs> like, eventually, I just had to quit, bro. I like walked in one day, I was like, "Yo, fuck, I quit." I'm done with this. Yeah, I got a security job, and this is kind of rolls into the whole Rubezilla stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, I got a security job, and this is like all I kept saying was, "I'm a painter." When people would ask me like, "What do you do?" I'd never. I stopped saying that I worked for a bank. I stopped saying anything other than I'm an artist. Right. Um. It's like what I believed, right? Mm -hmm. um, so all these opportunities kept coming. Uh, so finally, I was like, yo, Paid fuck this. gigs? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, this new money. No, right. <laughs> no like, bro. No, no. Opportunities more like, uh, you know, to get yourself those things. And gotcha. It takes a long time. I mean, how do you choose what, uh, what, what, I don't know, building, I guess, or whatever it is you choose to tag. Like, what? what is the goal? Like, when it's illegal, like, that's, that's just the itch, bro. Yeah. For me, personally, I have my own set of, like, prerequisites on, like, what I want to tag, how I want to tag, where I want to tag. Yeah. Uh, it's like, like an adrenaline rush. For sure. The the whole sport of graffiti, once you understand, like, oh, the inner workings, the bro. Dude, let's get into the Dog, sport. man. Like, graffiti is a sport bro. in general. I mean, I'm on a train. Yeah. I've been on trains in many cities throughout my life. And I, I it, it never, it's never not happened where I'm on the train and I'm like, how the fuck did somebody even spray paint that? It's so high, it's dangerous to get there. Like huge what? Huge too sometimes. Yeah, that's like, part of the respect built into it. Like those pieces that are just like really block rollery. Like what are they? Are they getting like a? Are they actually getting the painter thing? They really get a fucking roller and they'll bust that out. But the fact that someone's doing that grand of a production with a roller piece writing their name in. Whatever time of night or broad daylight breaking the law is like, it's what? It's insanity. insanity. That's, a, that's a fucking half-court shot yeah. type shit. You know yeah. what I'm saying? When like, that's a big fuck you. 
Oh, for sure. Yeah, that's dropping your balls on the table and being like, yeah, that's me. So every city, you'll see like certain names. I'm sure you guys have driven past and seen like a TKO tag yep. or a shoe tag yes. or a fucking RGK, C2K, AMK, like okay, all these different crews. A, B, C, D, E, F, G, <laughs> H, I, J, K, L, M, N, O, P, like, Q, R, S. MDR <laughs> is a big one out here. T, U, V. Yes. W, X, Y, and Z. That's the entire alphabet. But yeah, like... Now, just start taking account when you're driving through Denver, like some of the kind Those first shit. ones you said, I actually swear to God. For yeah. sure. And those are like crews. And then there's like certain names. And like when you start seeing like the same person, just go watch the movie Style Wars. Anybody listening? Or just yeah. You, yeah. Go no, do your I homework. Will. It's a it's, documentary. It's on YouTube, bro. YouTube? Fucking, yeah, it's nice. an hour and some change long. You'll love it. Yeah. Um, here, this is yours, by the way. Oh, shit. Well, in that, in, in that regard, when was the, when was the first time you, you smoked weed? <laughs> was that long ago? <laughs> no, no. Like, first time I smoked weed, weed. Ah, man. No, just weed. Like, no, just weed. No, oh, weed, weed. <laughs> no, I'm not trying to think like it being me in the same room as a kid or like catching a contact in a car. Cause it's just yeah, like, no, the first time you were like, the first time I like took the joint. I'm like, doing. Oh, weed. Yeah. I was like 17, dude. Nice. It's just um. Is a joint? Yeah, it was a joint. The October storm we had fucking in Buffalo. Okay. The whole city shut down. Um, yeah, my friend James from across the street, he was just like, I got some weed. No way. Yeah, dude. Um, <laughs> fucking, we went to the baseball diamonds. Was I it did. his first time too? No, I don't think so. Don't he was doing no. drugs. He was, he was one of those was, friends. Was, Everybody's got one of those yeah, friends. Yeah, so like I got into girls and sports, and he got into drugs and video games. Yeah. So that's like where we split. That's what's up. So like we would, you know, we we still keep in touch. Like, no way. I you know, love Every that. now and then. But like we're, you know, people grow. It's well, whatever. Well, then, but then the next best question is, when was the first time you got caught smoking weed? By your parents. Never. Never. No, oh, bro. Got a pro here, ladies and Come gentlemen. Come on, man. Hit that applause, Come bro. On. I never once. Bro. Woo! I'm so. Listen, man. So, all right. Let me, let's me let not get it. Never been caught. So, I wasn't like a stoner as a kid okay. at all. Okay. At all. I was actually a, a really good kid. Um, <coughs> there was just a lot going on in my personal life and, mm-hmm. and shit. Um, so, like, towards the end of high school, my mom was really sick and stuff. And I was like, you know, just trying to find direction. Yeah. I like this girl who used to, like, go to this church that I played basketball with. So I, I tried to be good and stuff. I ended up getting a scholarship to the super weird college um, that uh, I almost got kicked out of. What? I wasn't allowed to come back. I tell everybody that I couldn't afford to pay tuition, but well, essentially... You were in the Marines for how long? This was before the Marines. Way before the Marines. Yeah, yeah. So, so did you smoke weed before you... Like a lot yeah. before? Yeah. So, 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 all right, after like I started smoking weed with my friend James in the October storm, mm. um... Then I like got this job at T-Mobile where I was making more money than I knew what to spend it on. Really? And I didn't spend it on Coke. So nice. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I was, I was still young. I was yeah. like an eighteen-year-old kid. Yeah. Um. So I, I'd smoke bowls in the fucking parking lot with one, one homie in his car and shit. Yeah. Um. Just every now and again, it was, it was like trying to get. But again, like I wasn't. Yeah, I wasn't a stoner. It was just like, oh, weed here. Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Take the edge off. Yeah, if I'm at a party, and then then like I wanted to go to college to play basketball and mm-hmm. shit. So. You know, obviously you can't smoke weed because drug testing. And right. then after that, um, the I couldn't afford college. So before the Marines, okay. ready? Yeah. Not many people know this. Yeah. I was a medical study patient. Oh. I used to go like test shit, like pills or whatever. Oh, the fuck. like you were like a, a lab clinical rat. trials. That, yep. 
That they was used to you. make thousands of dollars. So when, shit. when they were testing out Viagra, you were in some lab with a big boner. Rube Zilla is just in a white lab coat. You ah! ask, where's Rube Zilla come from? <laughs> uh, this is from. Side effects may include. <laughs> He's become Rube Zilla! <laughs> That's how Rube Zilla was born. Right, that would be your comic story. book story. Yep. Yeah, totally. <laughs> we're doing clinical trials on it. <laughs> Jesus. I get, side effects may include the the want to and need to tag buildings illegally. <laughs> well, yeah, no, I feel like um, me really getting into graffiti was sort of like uh, that was a coping mechanism for my trying to get out of the military, right? Yeah. Like you go through three months of boot camp and then you do shit or whatever the fuck. How um, much did you miss weed though during that time? Not very much. Like I wasn't a huge pothead. Yeah. Like I dated a girl who, or I was like seeing her. Before I left for boot camp, who smoked a little bit of weed. Okay. Um, and then I, like, had to stop smoking before boot camp and stuff. Of course. So, like, I was already broken from it. And mm. I, I I, wish I can say I have an addictive personality. Yeah. Even when, to this day, how much do you smoke weed? Oh, I smoke weed all day. Okay. Weed. I, I'm a, <laughs> we'll get into why I smoke so much weed. But um, it was after, like, the same day I got out of the military. Mm. Like, I started smoking weed probably, like, my last few months, like, consistently okay. in the military. Uh, one of my buddies, he came to tattoo me from Buffalo. Um, and, like, flew in, left a couple joints. And I, I was still in the military for a few months. And I, like, smoked those joints, walking to the grocery store, and they would blow my mind. Really? So then I'd smoke with my little cousin, do bong rips. So when I finally got out of the military, first thing I did on my way home was buy weed from a dispensary. Um, and You're I haven't like stopped smoking since. My first stop. Yeah, dude. I... <laughs> I just fell in love with weed. It's yeah. just my, my favorite psychedelic. People yeah. don't give it credit to that. This is a perfect stopping point to get us to round three. <laughs> now, round three, it's really not even that crazy. Since you just unbeknownst to us rolled up a fucking big fat blunt. <laughs> Rubezilla is in the house. We can spark more, bro. Uh, we need, uh, where are those joints? Where'd they go? Over here. Oh, yeah. We got two. No, I get three. We got three fat joints. Three fat joints. And they, who are they from? They're from Indico. You brought these from Spark Dispensary, right? Yep, that's right. Indico. They, Indico is one of my favorite weed growers out here. Yeah? Um, oh, the packaging's amazing. Josh and the homies Look grow fireweed. Um, but, like, fireweed and giving you a fire experience. So Apparently, it's childproof and bradproof. Damn, bro. Damn. Do you need help? Maybe. Here, let's try it. Yeah, let's try it. Let's nope. try it. It's not root proof. Yeah. Sometimes I'm root. Wow, that was too smooth, bro. That was too smooth, smooth bro. Dude. God damn it. God damn it, Root. How high did you get me with this blunt? It's Came in, open up the dope. goddamn box. <laughs> because it's a boom box, and then they put... Um, they put a little... That thing's amazing. That's sick. What is that? that a cassette. Yeah, I'm not that old, bro. Remember cassettes? <laughs> yeah, I remember yeah. cassettes. I used to record. 1988, yeah. bro. Yeah, yeah. We used to have to record off the radio for our mixtapes. Yeah. Yeah, people, kids don't know that shit. I'm just four years after you, dude. Yeah, dude. Fucking. Imagine waking up and just. You're, I look at my kids and I'm like, damn. Spot, like, I got to teach you Spotify. I, got, I, I don't have to teach you CDs. Yeah. I don't have to teach you 
how to get an MP3 off of LimeWire, yeah. like, like yeah. none of that shit. Yeah. It's just Spotify. You can fucking listen to NBA YoungBoy, <laughs> idiot. <laughs> yeah, you don't have to push rewind and hear this thing sound like a vacuum for, for like twenty. Put the pencil in the back and like right. screw the tape back in. Or yeah, they have to like do the the finger thing where you're twisting it all the <laughs> way right back. Oh no, it ate my tape. <laughs> oh man. Okay. Well. How about this for the next for the first question of round three? All right, let's do it. Do, oh yeah. yes, you are. Do you think Banksy is overrated? No. Absolutely not. I don't think any artist is overrated. I'm gonna go ahead and say um there's tons of stencil artists out there, um, but the whole point of graffiti is to get up and make noise. And if the whole world's talking about you, then you're winning the game of graffiti. So I'm gonna go ahead and say like, meh. If you think graffiti, most of the world, if you were to ask a 62-year-old white lady or a 62-year-old lady from Colombia, and you're like, anything about graffiti, and if she had one morsel of knowledge, it's probably going to be Banksy or, like, the dude throwing the flowers right. or some shit. Yeah, so, yeah. like, I don't know. When you think graffiti, like. That's the, the Joe Montana. The normal person. Right. The normal person, the person who doesn't play the sport. Right. I said Joe Montana. I said Joe Montana. <laughs> I bet you I throw a football over the mountains right there. <laughs> two different movies. Two football references. <laughs> we just became best friends. <laughs> that was a slam dunk, yo. Cheer it up, baby. <laughs> Thank you guys. Now shut up. Okay. Uh, oh, that joint is his. Dude, oh, I'm so excited. It's super delicious. Uh, yeah, this is a <laughs> Gary Poppins strain. So, so back to Banksy really quick. Yes. What's the, what? Is, <coughs> nobody knows who this person is. Is this true? He's not a. Um, nobody's ever really. Yeah. Identified so that's him? honestly why, like, if you're going and paying money to see a Banksy exhibit, you're getting robbed. It's not real. That's, it's not affiliated with him. Yeah, not at all. Because he's wanted, right? And I, I, I mean, the minute he comes on, I was like, oh, as far as the minute they got him. They got cuffs on. Yeah, but like, it's dope because like, you'll go to cities where they put bulletproof glass over his shit. Like, what? That's, wh- what? That's Could you imagine stupid. if they fucking put a bulletproof glass over a Rubezilla piece? Uh, yeah. That motherfucker's still alive. Allegedly. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Rube who? Yeah. Allegedly. <laughs> But, like, yeah, dude, when you see that, like, I geek out when I see a, a Banksy piece. When I see a Black Lerat piece, I, I, you guys don't know who that is, but you Google him. And he's also, like, a stencil artist. Um, people will confuse his shit for Banksy. Um, but he's also very widely known and celebrated. But, like, for me, when it does come to graffiti and murals, like, bro, I saw a cope tag in New York City. And I fucking geeked. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? There's still like places where you'll find a scene tag and from the 80s type shit. So, um, I just I think what graffiti is and always was is like our modern day hieroglyphs. Yeah, that's why I got into. I've always loved the pyramids and shit, mm-hmm. um, and the Egyptians and trying to figure out what you know where we all came from. I think we all do deep down inside. And a small piece of that is like, all right, those motherfuckers rode on walls. So when the aliens came down, or even us, trying to figure out what happened, yeah. we're trying to read the walls. What the fuck you think is going to happen after, like, if we all evaporate one day because of us being stupid? 
the aliens are going to come down and be like, damn, there's a whole bunch of pictures of Tupac painted everywhere. <laughs> huh, was this their god? <laughs> hmm. <laughs> so Something's not right here. It's kind of kind of crazy that I was yeah. talking to my friend about this. It's just like, yeah, at the end of the day, like you, you do have like a historic displacement of people mm-hmm. um, in different cultures throughout the world and shit. And, you know, artists just like the Sistine Chapels and, you know, um, obviously a good segue into Spark. But like, yeah, that, that's, that's um, where I was going with it. Yeah. I mean, like, uh, we got a modern day Michelangelo right here Stop on the playing. pod, dude. Stop playing. <laughs> I mean, for real. <laughs> you Tell us what you got going on at Spark. That's am- I mean, it's amazing. So the reason why, um, like, if you do pull up to Spark and you, you're going to see, like, a lot of, um, it looks like... Uh, romanesque or greek paintings or whatever mm-hmm. um renaissance i'm high um <laughs> is i was i was trying to explain to you the other day it's just like um uh what the medici family was to the renaissance they were able to um speak for that moment in history right mm-hmm. through the artists mm-hmm. so they commissioned all that art you want to say selflessly, but really, like, they got to control the narrative, if you will. Yeah. Um, and these artists got to live fantastic, fat, awesome, comfortable lives, right? Right. Um, cannabis industry is kind of, you know, utilized correctly. Like, um, we are able to... Express ourselves in so many Yeah, ways. right. Leave, like, purely leave behind the history of the culture mm-hmm. while, like, taking care of all the people. These are picking picked up by the mic. Oh, my bad. No, I'm fucking wrong with it. Um, yeah, but like, um, so the like likening the relationships like weed um, to the Medici family for me was just like, um, we do have this this resource, right? Mm-hmm. Um, this unlimited resource uh, within all of us called creativity. Yeah. Um, and there is this plant um, that you know is kind of like jailed by regulation and fucking capitalism mm-hmm. that's a whole different story but you know we can get into that yeah um, <laughs> that's that's exhausting because like <laughs> at the end of the day we all gotta eat and like how do you, ah, yeah yeah it's ridiculous yeah if we could all just be butt naked and live in the forest i'm sure we'd still be like damn i need fur though yeah, <laughs> like, yeah don't we, kill that book this is just a catch-22 <laughs> with everything in this reality and that's just why like we live in a matrix yeah. because it's we tried like, that it didn't work yeah i like when people say like, hey, if we could just go back and no, it's not gonna work. It's like, no, we we are, made cars for a reason. Yeah, like, <laughs> cars have air conditioning. This for is a, the way we're going. We're not going back. Yeah, yeah. So I'll just I don't know. Um, long story short, though, is like what art, graffiti, and weed all um, have in common for me is just like they were my steps um, into like a brand new reality, a brand new life. I told you here, I fucking played college basketball i was in the military i was mm-hmm. a banker i got kids but yeah. like um, you, you, like the journey itself it wasn't what you expected at no, all. not at all dude not at all. and i said it the other day so it's like we definitely changed my life mm-hmm. you know so now can now and that's a good that's a good question but we changed your life if you could only smoke weed or do art for the rest of your life what would what would it be That's such a shitty question, bro. I would obviously do art for the rest of my life. I don't know. You just said we changed your life. No, no. Think about it. Because imagine like art in in itself is everything. Mm -hmm. Think about it. Like growing weed. The art of me just rolling all that backwood. 
Right. I wouldn't be able you, to function you like could, as you a could human do all being. Those you could still do all those no, you wouldn't. Like you, you just can't smoke it, <laughs> bro. You need creativity, right? I would be able to touch weed. You're growing. Weed. I would You're happily growing. do that, bro. I would be way I'm more. Gonna, I'm gonna paint I instead. I will paint instead. I paint with blunts. Can't believe he asked me that shitty question. I will paint instead. Nah, um, <laughs> nah, dude. Definitely smoke art, weed. Art, right away. I would. You're not a smoke weed every day. Oh, rest I'm, in peace, man. Definitely a smoke weed every day type of person. Um, but not if you had this but if ultimatum. I had, yeah, dude. Like, there's choices. I got kids. Yeah. So it's just like. You, you can know. still like do all these other fun things, though. Totally. So it's just like. <laughs> sure you want to change? Everything you know, in moderation. Because yeah. actually God is here and that is your children. Walks through the door. We need to talk. <laughs> Brad wasn't just asking you that question. You've been calling into work a lot. <laughs> We're here. You're painting graffiti in the parking lot. Can we be? <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, that's hilarious. So, walk me through your creative process then, with, um, with or without weed. Doesn't like is it is it typically be paired with cannabis? Um, uh, precursor because like a lot of you know kids and shit tap into what I'm doing. Yeah, especially teenagers. Um, yeah, you're saying but, like to one thing like vehemently like I as much weed as I smoke, like I don't need it to create sometimes i create from like a way more rapid fire place of like i'm less high like if if i just wake up drink off and get straight to it and like hit my bong at fucking four in the afternoon yeah there seems to be like a misconception i feel yeah in like in the world that smoking weed makes you creative no it's like, like it's there's not like, that's I, not one of i'm them. not gonna sit here and tell you i've ever seen an engineer producer sit there and chain smoke through fucking a studio session right um no, there's work to be done. Like, yeah. Obviously, there's like, but also everything in moderation. It affects people differently as well. Yeah, totally. So like for me, where like there are days where I'm like smoking way heavier. It's like I understand my own internal biology. Mm -hmm. I think it's hella difficult for like a, a teenage kid to like try to deal with like their parents' divorce and their girlfriend not texting them back and their homies at practice and like all of these other like growing up things yeah and then like not understanding that oh shit weed made weeds probably having this sort of effect on my brain chemistry yeah so, like, weeds like the original ai yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yo that is a little assistance <laughs> for everybody yep, yep. <laughs> just like okay it's it's all organic ai totally yeah that's, so like that's an interesting uh yeah take there's so me understanding like where i function from mm -hmm. like hell yeah i know like to do this podcast, I was like, I'm going to smoke two or three joints because of where was my head all day long. Right. Hyper analytical. I needed to fucking be on and plan and plot and scheme. Absolutely. And like for this podcast, like to shit, it's I totally need, appropriate. I just need to chill. Let loose. Feel. So I'm like, cool. I'm yeah. going to burn down for a minute. Yeah. And then when I'm here, I'm even going to burn down and like, I'm yeah, you burned back. down before you got here. Yeah. I burned. I'll burn down when I'm leaving too. <laughs> God, come on in. <laughs> The police are like, hey, <laughs> sir. Nine one one. No, that's not what they say. Nine one one. Clearly, I, clearly, I'm high. Brad's always nine one one. We're here. What's your emergency? Uh, do you ever feel like you're in you're in competition with with other, with, with like the other artists out there? Um, Does it feel like a healthy competition out there? Or is it more of a camaraderie? It's a team. Yeah, like, I hate to sound super cliche. Mm -hmm. um, one, I feel like in order to be 
good. You got to be naturally competitive. <laughs> For sure. Fuck yeah, bro. I'm super competitive. Yeah. Mad competitive. Yeah. But um, ask anybody who's ever, like, been on the team with me or played an actual sport against me. Mm-hmm. Like, as much as I'm trying to eat you alive, like, yeah, I understand we're both out here attacking the same mission. So I got nothing but respect. So, like, that's why I love sports. Am I going to sit there and watch every game? Absolutely not. But I've played it. All of them. Football, basketball, baseball growing up. I yeah. understand what it's like to be on a team. Is there beefs the in the graffiti community? Um, in the graph community? Yeah, totally. Um, in the mural scene, not as much. Is that the what they call it? The scene. graph community? Yeah, like well graffiti scene yeah. out here, whatever you want to call it. I call it the graph scene. Um Well you're in the scene, so that's gotta be what it is. I mean there's 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 always beef, you know what I'm yeah. saying? It's just the culture. It's just like rap. Right? I'm an outsider. <laughs> you know what I mean? So there you're always gonna see people going over each other and this guy's a toy and yeah. you know, fuck you and all that. Like, yeah, there's hella beef. Uh, there's like and people are probably like like there's like territories. More so yeah, I wanna say, yeah, even in the city there's like walls and crews and alleys and buildings that you just don't touch because they belong to that crew and that's, shit. That's that's so crazy. Like, yeah. I've, I know dudes got like pulled up on, bro. Like if we've been on by a, other mission, bro. And there's graffiti of, teams. Yeah, me. I'm always like a cooler head prevails type shit. Mm-hmm. You never want to see anything escalate to tragedy. Um, like one time I had like I uh, was attacked by a homeless person painting on a mural festival. Okay. Um, and I had to put him in the hospital. Um, what? Yeah, I mean it sounds cool, but it was just also like. A reality check to just like holy fuck dude this is like i don't know like as dangerous as like illegal graffiti is yeah it's like i got nothing but respect for my female counterparts on a ladder and a lift painting in broad daylight in the summertime and stuff like that doing like doing murals yeah, yeah. bro because like you know you're well just, murals seem to be like catching on so much more as we go along in it, the future where it's like that should that should be kind of the way of life. I feel like in cities in America specifically because it's such a big old. part of the culture. Yeah. I mean, Denver's such a. I mean, the one behind you is. It's an, it's a fucking yeah. That one, the Robin Williams, yeah, the Robin one Williams is huge. One. Pat Milbury did that one. Um, and it's still right over there off Thirteenth. Yeah, um, it's one of my favorites. Yeah, it's awesome. And like every city, like you're able to sort of like establish an identity behind like your sports team. One thing that was dope about COVID. I know people don't say that. Yeah. But just, like, sports shut down. You couldn't go to the fucking bars. You couldn't do anything. But, like, painters were still on their ladders yeah. getting it. Well, I think, you know, and just for our listeners and, and me alike, you know, going into this interview, I, I some, you know, I don't think a lot of people know the difference between murals and graffiti at times. They don't actually understand that, right. that some some are actually illegal. Some get permission. Some are, you know. But all together, it's art. Truly. And, like... You know, I, I love being able to, uh, one of the uh, the things we did was the Zilla Charter where we did like the art tours. We let the artists come on and like um, take people around where they smoked weed in the buses mm-hmm. um, and sort of like explain the culture to them, um, explain why these pieces exist. Like it's important. Yeah, because as much as there is illegal graffiti, one, there's huge skill and art and, and, and discipline involved in that. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, those people, for me, the reason why graffiti is so important, illegal graffiti is so important, is like, I get paid to do what I do. Right. I get asked to do what I do. I've reached a point in my career, people are like, do what you want. Like, I don't get asked to paint something. The last time somebody asked me to paint a flower, I just could not. Mm-hmm. Like, not because I couldn't paint the flower, but just like, I don't want to. 
That's not what I want to do. That's not what I feel like doing. Yeah, you, you know? don't like having an assignment. You want to do whatever you want. Right, like creating from an authentic place, like bougie. And, and is that is that what kind of the relationship that happened with Spark and that project? Um, so when it came to Spark, I was unique because, like, I, I kind of was burnt out when it came to just, like, doing walls and stuff. Yeah. I had just come off of a year of, like, touring, yeah. traveling and painting mural after mural. Mm-hmm. And um, I could have just shit out a mural. I told them, I was like, this wall is going to be 10K. And they were like, cool, let's do it. And then I was like, even thinking for myself, I was like, what's my next move? Like, what am I, what I got going on all year? Right. Type shit. And um, I was like, you know what? I've been sitting on this idea for like this um, immersive experience in Las Vegas for a couple years. Um, so I just like took that idea, pitched it to them. And I was like, look, dude, I'll come in as like a creative director. I'll push buttons. I'll put people where they're supposed to be. I'll bring you all the right people, and I'll make you the right experience. Um, and I was just there yesterday, and you did exactly that. Bro, dude. they trusted me, and like, you know, literally after this, I'm going back to go just do some more. Like, And tell our listeners where this is. Oh, man. Uh, when, and maybe about, about the Grand Open. For sure. I-70 in Colorado. Um, just Look up Spark Dispensary. Yeah. I'm high. The address, the address escapes me. It's off of Colorado Boulevard. <laughs> um, but Saturday, August 29th, April 29th. Fuck me. Oh, my August. Oh, dude. Saturday, April 29th. Um, all day long. Are we going to make it a round four, dude? Uh, yeah. You got round four in you? We got another joint. Yeah. Ready to go? No, we, we're doing, we're doing uh, the, the. Oh, we got to roll up another blunt. No, we're doing the vape <laughs> Oh, the 710. Yeah. Oh, God. You know what I thought? Roasted. I thought this would be a perfect time for the VR. Yeah. 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 Yep. Let's record. Boom, record. Start recording. Yep. Damn, you really are walking through this. This is crazy. Cool. You remember all this shit. Bro, I, I live in this. This day. is insane. All right, so you're in there? Okay. You're recording? Yeah. Oh, you can just... All right, you're back to normal? Push resume? Oh, yeah, hit resume. Boom. Okay. Now I'm, you're recording, guys. We're recording, baby. So... Um, look down at your hand. Okay. Okay, and there should be a little guy with a cape on. Yep. Um, is he selected? I, I selected him. Make sure he's selected. Yeah. That way you can fly. So now wherever you point, you're going to fly up, down, left, right, back. Okay. Point and pull this trigger. Nope, not this hand. Oh, sorry. It should be this. Nope, not this, this finger. This guy? This finger right there. This guy. Are you flying yet? No. All right, so select fly. Well, with this button. This button. Oh, that button. Yep. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. Oh! Oh, yeah! I'm flying! Oh, yeah! Whoa! Uh-huh. Okay. Wait a second. Uh-huh. Where the hell am I? Yeah. So, if you want to go back, point behind you. If you want to go... If we were in a spinny chair, this would be a lot easier. Oh, shit, dude. Yeah. I've had people fall standing up. What the shit. fuck? Dude, I'm in a stream. So if you follow that stream, you'll go around into a cave. So when I do this, you made this place. Every, yeah, everything you see there. Rube, bro, bro, there's weed in here. Yep. What? I made that too. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> bro, this is fucking amazing. So are you in here with me? I'm not in that one with you. I'm in a different one. Okay. Mine is a, a California version. So what I do is I take these uh, experiences 
Um, I make them unique to the brand that sort of commissions me. Okay. And instead of like doing a pop up, we're like, "Hi, my name's Kyle. Here's the fucking lanyard." I love that line. You, uh, I, you got like a, a I love bit it. going. You got a bit going. <laughs> you did it. You said this yesterday. I've been pitching that one for. A <laughs> I year, love it. That's great. I, I literally sold it to the uh, to the company. So that's the um. That's what's up, dude. Yeah, you're being able to kind of en- enhance that that pop up experience. Yeah, way more, more, way more. This is, I mean, I mean, dude, this is genius, bro. So now I'm gonna ask you find the mushroom garden if you find the mushroom garden i'm gonna give you a free vape cart mushroom garden for a free vape cart so now you're in there playing you got any other prizes (laughs) (laughs) i got a pound of weed i like this big pound of weed you had over here hold on there's fake weed in here so like another oh shit dude i went through the wall i went underneath that's cool i hit gold inside of those i see the gold (gasps) so like what is this oh (laughs) i found a secret button Underneath? Yes, I did. Nice. Okay. <laughs> so, all right. Yeah, you would have won. Woo! So now, like, if I was the, you know, obviously the concierge or whatever, the person walking you through, I'd be like, sick, you win all these fucking suits. Yeah, dude. So now, like, you winning that lanyard or I, the t-shirt. Dude, you're so, this is great, dude. Yeah, you're not just, like, burning money on products. What, what are you, what do you call this, Rube? Um, this, well, the program, I got it. As Rube VR. That's what's up. Um, so me being able to strategically license it out to certain companies um, for experiences. Yeah. Like, you know, that's how dude, you protect your bag and shit. Incredible, dude. Incredible. Thank you. I recorded everything. Cool. Yeah, it'll stop once I shut it off. That was nice. amazing. That oh, was yeah. amazing. That was amazing. I, I completely see your vision, no pun intended. I mean, LOL. You know, but <laughs> dude, what the hell? That's fucking incredible. Thank you, dude. Um, that really is so dope. So you have it, that that is the, I mean, it's a perfect place to it at Spark. Yep. Because it's so open. Yep. Ah, oh, dude. I mean, so the vision behind Spark was um, not having another, like, cattle herded experience. Um, right now, up until now, minus a few places but like every dispensary i've been to is like an extension of the college like a college dorm room in boulder where it's just like the poster on the wall and a neon sign so yes man <laughs> you, you got yeah i'm like you got Again, these, you got I'm, these bits bro, I'm, I'm good with my words yeah Bobby, man. Media well, trained. well yeah man. well the thing is, is you're passionate about it for sure because yeah. and, and it shows when you go there because yeah. not only do you have the the vr experience when i was there yesterday you showed me this other experience, an augmented reality. Yeah, experience. dude. Like, what is like? Tell, tell the tell the listeners more about this. Again, yeah, man. Just being able to um, maximize the experience, right? I, uh, I was always a tech kid. Mm-hmm. I loved PlayStation when that dropped. I had all the Nintendos, um, which is like same Super Nintendo all the way. Right, I was man. A Super so, Nintendo kid, and I'm sure you have a pair of Bluetooth headphones. So it's just like <laughs> I lived in 2023. Yeah, um, understanding that, like. Technology, right? You watch like where you invest, right? You invest mm-hmm. in like medicine, tech, and property. Yeah. Um, like me investing in medicine is my involvement in cannabis. Like property, hell yeah, dude! I'm, each one of my kids is gonna have a, a crib somewhere on this planet. Um, and uh, technology, I feel like that's really where I am. If I'm able to kind of like cross all of those things together, um, property being retail spaces now. Um, moving more than just like painting graffiti. I understood early on where I was like, all right, I can't just be, I can't get caught by the police doing this. Mm-hmm. I have three children to feed um, and I have to go to work in the morning. How the fuck does this make sense? Also, like I smoke a lot of weed. So 
I can't be spending grocery money on weed. So what is that like? Um, so in the beginning, I remember just like taking on cannabis commissions just so I, you know, uh, to afford medicine. Yeah. You know, graciously, it was like companies like the Dab, Lance Perryman, um, Jason, uh, Dialed and Gummies, mm -hmm. um, and like there's countless other people who I can name for hours, but like those people in the cannabis industry um, really helped me find like financial security, not just by handouts, but um, uh, like just consistent work in the sense of like understanding my vision as far as what I was creating as an artist. Yeah. Um, and not just like, oh, this is some cool graffiti, put it up. So very early on when Lance Perryman had me do the first dab on Alameda with my faces, mm -hmm. um, this came right after I had a Timbuktu backpack collab. And that shit was another fluke. <laughs> so, and by uh, fluke, you mean like a happy accident? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. A, a happy accident in the sense where like a friend was managing a store and like draw on this. Mm. The owner, or I'm sorry, the CEO of the company was in town for a party, and she just so happened to see the bag. At the same party I was, I was like, I'm going to change your life. And she did. Shout out Patty Cazado. Hey, Patty. Always say it every time. Um, but uh, just like from there, understanding like, all right, this art could be more than me just getting up. And just like Banksy, we said, mm -hmm. if the point of getting up is getting up, but like if I'm on all your Coca-Cola cans and your Oreo packages, I'm winning. Yeah, yeah. I mean, dude, you, you, and going from what you were just talking about, like uh, the early days of Rubezilla, and now you're you're literally yeah, creating dude, packaging just, for cannabis companies. Like this is being insane. able to put other artists in that position to do the same thing as well as something that like I um like even this this one specifically um, at the time when I came over, I didn't just want to Rubezilla everything. So I worked with one of the. Um, don't don't be mad at me. <laughs> is this is this was the Statue of Liberty any inspiration? Yeah, I'm a New Yorker, bro. What's up? Yeah, okay, that's what I thought. Always. That's what I thought. Yeah, no, I actually worked with a bud tender at the time on all like on all of the aesthetic and stuff. Mm -hmm. So just that's why like it's not Rubezilla faces. Yeah. Yeah, obviously faces. This looks like the, the my first DMT trip. The first being that I met. She, oh man. She came out of the wall. Mine was blue. Mine too. Yeah. yeah, like a grasshopper. That's cool. Was Mine crazy. was like an icy lady. <laughs> yes, she put her arm. She put her elbow on the the end stand and stared at me. And hieroglyphics came out of her eyes. Wow. Yeah, it was insane. She looked a lot like this. That's why I was crazy about art. Is like mm -hmm. it reminds you of things that you can't explain. Right. It brings you back to a familiar place. So like again, good art. It doesn't. People are like, oh, how, what do I paint? And I, I wouldn't. I what stopped inspires it? when I just started to like feel on the paper. Like, what does the marker feel like when I touch the paper? Mm -hmm. um, you just go with it. That's when I like started to create from a raw place. Like these faces, you know, look up the story. I don't have to yeah, get into it. Everybody knows yeah. Rubezilla, whether you do or not. You, if you drive down Denver, you will see these faces. And if you haven't seen these faces in Denver, you've seen these faces if you've been on some sort of psychedelic journey of some sort. Right. Yes. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> like they, it's like it, you've tapped into something there, man. Like, I, no bullshit, man. I knew about you before I knew about you is what I'm Hi, saying, dude. you know? Thank you. Um, so can, before we close out this sure. with, our, with our last... Uh, our last or seven ten pod is yeah, seven ten pod sending us to an Uber straight after this. Straight up. Um, do, do you... Uh, 
do can you walk us through how the sh- the the marker faces were born? Okay. The signature. I, I mean, is I, is it your signature? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's it's absolutely like you know what you think Keith Haring, you think of his stuff like Rubzilla's what. I'm that very is ta- that is tasty. Very proud. You know, this these I love. I, I love good rosin cards. I realize we're high because I asked you a serious question. I just got totally distracted by that. And earlier when you said something about some the Lady Patty, I, a thought, instead of like if a sober person would just not say it, hi, Brad, was like, Patty. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know her. <laughs> Patty. I don't know it's what Patty's Patty. doing right Patty's now. Patty's listening. She's like, who the fuck is that? <laughs> Dude, one time I, uh... I, got, I got plenty of stories. We don't got time. Um, but anywho, well, um, we gotta have you on again. Yeah, part two. Why not, man? Yeah. Maybe I'll to just, be continued. I'll yeah, have to be a co-host eventually. Yeah, dude, absolutely. Yeah. I don't know. I'm gonna say, give me a cover. Maybe it's, it's, I'll talk about some shit yeah. in an article for Rooster, you. Rooster, you heard it here live. <laughs> we gotta get this guy on the cover. Um, so the faces. Um, I've I've told this story a few times, like in print and in interviews and stuff, and like I'm I won't shy away from telling it, um, because they were birth from a pretty traumatic experience um i told you how like i wanted to, to just do art full time i was still like trying to figure out what my style was mm-hmm. um i had watched a dude at work i was i took over uh being a security guard at a hotel um the magnolia off of 17th and stout and um just like a month into that job i watched a guy jump off a roof um and i was the, like the first responder there so like i had to like it was it was rough, bro. It fucked me up really yeah. bad. Could imagine, um, dude. That's crazy. And I didn't leave work just, you know, from perception things. And I pro- uh, the healthy thing would have probably would have been go home. <laughs> like, go sleep that one off. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but um, instead, I, uh, I stayed at work. Um, and I, like, grabbed a stack of paper and I stole a box of Sharpies from, like, the fucking... You know, in, in graffiti fashion, right? you got to rack your supplies. For sure. <laughs> Still for a sure. box of Sherby's. In bulk. And uh, I uh, just started to draw these these eyes, right, that were very reminiscent of, like, Scooby-Doo. Yeah. Um, and uh, it wasn't the first time. I think, like, a day or two before I had remembered drawing it for the first time. But these certain eye shapes, I had always doodled these when I worked at the banks and sat at desks and shit. And it was a, fami- it was a familiarity, mm-hmm. right? And it's... Um, if you look at the eyeballs, they spell, it's an O, a J, and an O, and in Spanish, it's ojo, right? Right. So that's where, um, I, why I've always drawn my eyes in that shape, even being younger. Okay. Um, my grandmother taught me what ojos were, um, when I was a little kid with that. So I think she had drew a J and it was the nose and the two eyeballs. No shit. And, uh, that's this, crazy. Yeah, dude, something stuck with me my whole life. So you were um, doing this at an early age, even before. I didn't understand. I, maybe I wasn't doing these faces, mm. but I like any time I had ever drawn or doodled my my version of a smiley face was an eyeball, a hooky nose, an eyeball, and then eyebrow, eyebrow. Um, but t- t- the eyebrow thing and the nose thing became very intentional later on, mm-hmm. as I was like 
crafting them. That yeah, first they're night, so in like uh, yeah, bro. There's like a lot of um, it's not layered just, and bro. I can break it down for you. There's like a lot of sacred geometry baked into it. So I told you I was like well versed into like my whole psychedelia and all of Egyptian that before. Stuff. And, yeah, and like even reading philosophy and shit and mm -hmm. just like really tapping in with the, the human spirit. Yeah. So. Sometimes I kind of get a little, little taste of like Charles Bukowski. Does it, that be an inspiration maybe? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Artists who tap into, um, you know, the conversation of a collective consciousness mm -hmm. um, is where, why, you know, you have the myriad, why everything's so gossamer and tied together. Um, and, uh, obviously that's to represent it's just like energy is infinite and like this experience that we continue to relive mm -hmm. um you know we're regenerated and like eyes being windows of the soul that speaks for itself 100%. um but in the sense of uh like what that shape truly represents is like if you go back to the egyptians and graffiti mm -hmm. and what the eye of horus and the eye of Ra stood for and it was really like your senses right the senses of man yeah and like you have two of those so you do have your that's your duality right and the polarity baked into that which is your being your feminine and your masculine so the reason why the nose hooks off of the right eye um and the eyebrow hooks off of the left is very intentional to represent like that split in our consciousness um dealing with uh, like the trauma from the hotel like there's a bunch of shit that i saw there i know we're supposed to be laughing and we're getting heavy no you're good, good, good. Hey, <laughs> i saw some fucking... hey bro round four can go <laughs> there's no rules to this dude <laughs> yeah that's what's cool about cannabis yeah. too right like yeah, it makes no. us feel comfortable talking about for stuff. sure and like for me it's just like i'm glad to be where i am now like healed from a place at the time like bro i couldn't eat i couldn't sleep i couldn't function yeah, like that's it, something it that's like so traumatic baked into like my divorce at the time um and then like when it, when it rains it pours as they say dog yeah so it, it like really fucked my life up mm -hmm. the faces the more success that like people saw the, like in feel my life the more pressure and the more shit you were going on behind the scenes well like my my life was like taking off right and yeah. if i was sort of like trusting this ride in this process where i was like okay um i'm taking this very extreme and painful situation or whatever mm -hmm. and i wanted to tell stories about like you know, the shit that's hard to talk about. Put yeah. that in the, these funny fucking faces. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like people color them while they think about that shit. Um, so, you know, sort of being able to like transmute that energy mm -hmm. is what I did for a long time. Um, well, and it shows, dude. Yeah. I mean, like, where was the first one? The That's first, gotta, I mean, I gotta know. First one was, um, wow, it, it's inside the Magnolia Hotel um, illegally on the back <laughs> of a door. In, I don't know if they had like painted over yet, but yeah. it's on the back of a stairwell door inside. And then I did a couple of doors um, right in the alleys of 16th Street, just, or I'm sorry, like over there off Stout yeah. in 17th. Um, I dropped my marker in human shit once. That's how I knew that. Yeah, that's gross. I didn't pick it back up. Don't worry. <laughs> um, <laughs> yo, graffiti's so nasty. But being a security guard doing graffiti when you finally find your style, yeah. oh boy, I, like, I was fucking it up in the yeah. beginning because, like, yeah, I would take jobs just to like stay up all night, go to, fuck to, to around the graveyard the alley. Yeah, yeah, dude. And like, I then I was really getting up. Too. See, and then like. The graveyard shift is something that, like... It teaches you something. It's the next part of this conversation, which is, like, mental health. Yeah. Um, and, like, it's... I know it's, like, a hot key to this last 
you know, half a decade where people are like, oh, cool, if I say mental health, it's trendy. And right. But um, as a person who's, like, diagnosed with uh, bipolar 2 mm-hmm. um, and, you know, uh, PTSD from uh, compound shit in life, we all fucking go through things. We go through car accidents. Some people get, you know, attacked. And mm-hmm. um, so, like, trauma's not linear for people and stuff. So that's why I always believe, like, whatever I do down to these headsets, like my main initiative is like, how do I get them in the hands of like fathers and mothers who are trying to rehabilitate from the military, mm-hmm. right? So like, how do I get Jack Daniels to fucking pay for all my homies who, who can't stop drinking your shit? Right. Including myself. <laughs> <laughs> I love me a Jack of Coke. <laughs> but, uh, you know. This is actually a sponsor. Dad. <laughs> but yeah. Jack I, um, Daniels. Thanks for fucking everything up. Yeah, but also, no. we love you. Thanks for letting me <laughs> fuck it up with you. But like being able to like reach out and appropriately like marry some of these like sponsorships where it makes sense like healthily and, and like responsibly. Yeah. Like fuck yeah, dude. Nothing's wrong with drinking. Like but alcoholism is rampant. Mm-hmm. How do we meet in the middle? And like what's where where do I come in and can interject? Is that headsets? Is that like I, I mean, you already did, <laughs> I think you're already doing it through your art, man. Yeah. I, I don't think the mission's done though. Yeah, you know? well, it never is. So. Yeah, I mean, I think you're going to be one of these. Uh, I know you are, just based on our conversation today, that you're going to be one of these people that really makes a big difference in a lot of people's lives the longer you're alive. Um, so yeah, I, dude, thank I, you. Yeah, dude, I it's commend you. Yeah, man. Um, for anybody listening, where could they see you next? Where do you do? Do you do like live uh, art ever? Um, not anymore. I don't. I I try not to. Um, just because like I do have. A lot of things cooking. Yeah. Um, yeah, you're a busy man. Yeah, I got to make the music that you party to. You know, as Aubrey Drake Graham would say. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of my favorite quotes that keeps me working. Yeah, I like that. Um, but um, Spark Dispensary, one, is like my latest pride and joy. Um, I'm there a lot mainly because like, I got to make sure it doesn't burn down mm-hmm. in the first year. Um, uh, yeah, you're the creative director. Yeah. Damn, that's pretty crazy to think about. But um, maybe if you guys paid a, a little bit of attention to PBS Kids here within the next year, you might see a familiar face or two. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah, I pitched a show, and I'm currently writing one that's what's for up, dude. PBS Kids. That's exciting. So that's like really where my focus is now and stuff. So um, when will when do you know that will that be aired uh, this year? The sooner I like want to get it in yeah um the concept is hella fresh and Mm -hmm. you know like it's already green lit and i'm good to go so now it's just kind of like on i actually get to i get my tour of our desk and everything like that tomorrow Uh, i got a green screen room and shit and a sound stage and a guy named mike with white hair and shit (laughs) he's been there for 30 years i love mike with white hair hey mike (laughs) Mike, hey (laughs) so hey buddy Oh, dude. Well, thank you so much for being on the Tokes and Jokes podcast, bro. This was awesome. I would love to be back anytime. You will be back. Ladies and gentlemen, Rubezilla, Tokes and Jokes, Cannabis. Thank you for our sponsors. We are high AF. Good night.